Hey guys, welcome to the Hero Podcast, where we help those who identify as women get back to their confident, sexy, and empowered self after a breakup. The path to breakup recovery can be a torturous and lonely journey, especially if you don't know why you feel the way you do, or you just don't know how to bloody fix it. Empowering yourself with knowledge, building confidence, and embracing camaraderie is the way to go about it. And that is just what the Hero Podcast is all about. Whether you've just got out of a relationship or the bonds of the past are still holding you back today, you're sure to pick up snacks or even whole meals of actionable advice when you listen in. So let's jump on in. Today we are taking an in-depth look at how to awaken your potential boss babe and the simple method to create a business that makes you thrive. Creating a business and financial independence through your passion can be a really exciting idea, but it's not really one we're taught how to do in school. As such, it can be a really quite a scary prospect to think about jumping from your traditional 9 to 5 into the great unknown of being your own boss. But it is totally doable, and we are here today to show you just how doable it actually is. So much so that you can get a get going today with just an internet connection and a dream. But before we begin, remember to follow the Hero Podcast on Spotify. And if you are keen to join our community of like-minded boss women, you can download our new Hero Breakup Recovery app, that's H-E-R dot zero, for free on the Google Play or app stores. Today, we are talking to Jerry Page Butner who is a former startup and corporate marketing leader turned business coach and entrepreneur. After an intense decade of launching brands and growing businesses from the ground up, she broke free of the nine to five hustle to make a living on her own terms, doing exactly what she loves. Leveraging her unique business fire starter framework, Jerry helps aspiring and current small business owners start and grow income generating businesses they love. Her business coaching programs and courses help you to free yourself from the boxes you find yourself in, awaken to your potential and live life unlimited. So let's get into it. Well, welcome, Jerry. Thank you so much for coming on to the On Your Breakup podcast. We are so happy to have you here and to talk about your particular subject. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's exciting. <laughs> and you are coming all the way from Boston, Massachusetts. That's right. Yeah, Boston in the U.S. It has been cold for a long time, but we're finally warming up over here. Okay. Well, thanks. You've given us the cold now, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this particular subject. I love business. I love pushing it to whoever I can talk about. So I'm really excited about this one today. Tell us, why did you start your business? I started my business about a year ago because I, a few years back, started going down this path of self-care and growth and personal discovery. Uh, I had actually been in the corporate world as a marketing and business leader for a decade, and I was super burned out at that point. And I thought, oh, I'm burned out because I haven't gotten to the destination yet. I haven't gotten to that ultimate title yet. And then I finally got there and I still wasn't happy. (laughs) (laughs) 
as it happens. I know that's a crappy feeling. So I got there and that encouraged me uh, to just explore myself and to explore what it, what it is that I truly wanted out of life. And so I packed up all my stuff and I went to Southeast Asia on my backpacking trip as one does when they don't know where to go in life. Uh, (laughs) A little eat, pray, love trip. A little eat, pray, love. I actually saw uh, the the reader who uh, was the son of the one that, uh, that what is her name? Katuk. The yeah, 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 yeah. I saw. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah, yeah, I saw him. So it really was like a little eat, pray, love journey. And while I was on that trip, I joined up with a retreat of friends, and I just learned about this whole new world. This whole new world that I didn't even know existed. That was all about personal growth and wellness and taking care of yourself and just breaking free of the sort of mainstream approach to living your life. And as I started unpacking that and pulling on that thread over time, I realized that the corporate environment really wasn't the healthiest for me and it wasn't really totally aligned with what I wanted. Um, So I started it for freedom. I started it for space uh, and I started it to actually make an impact on individuals rather than on more... um, like from a company or corporate perspective yeah I love that that and it's such a massive change from a a corporate environment which is traditionally fast-paced it's um financially motivated and and it's um you know it's about the 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 one big sort of entity rather than the individual and, and individual needs isn't it and it's um it's it's such a brave thing to actually step out of that and and it's, it's such a brave thing to even focus on ourselves at any point in our lives isn't it it's really weird yeah, yeah isn't that funny how it's now it seems brave to focus on yourself i know <laughs> it's good it's good we're leading the charge in it so, i mean it's mm-hmm. been happening for a while but I, I feel like suddenly tides are shifting now and it's and it's coming into to our time and it's a perfect time to actually start you know taking advantage of this opportunity so that's awesome speaking of which what do you how do you work and and who do you work with specifically Yes. I work with individuals, usually solopreneurs who are either aspiring to be small business owners or who are currently, who are looking to work with service-based offerings or digital product-based offerings. These are, yeah, these are really the easiest to get off the ground, uh, especially if you start uh, with something simple and then build from there. And so I love teaching people how quickly and how efficiently and how simply they can start generating a new stream of revenue for themselves and start their own business leveraging these tactics and I work with people in a coaching capacity but also in a course capacity so I have one-on-one coaching clients I have a really amazing group coaching program called the business fire starter that I love because I'm so excited to talk about that yeah yeah it's like the people they support each other within it and so it's like I'm doing some of the work but then they're also Uh, supporting one another with their own work and their own encouragement, which is beautiful. And then also courses too, for people who really prefer to do it on a self-guided pace. That's amazing. So there's a whole range of offerings there for for people in your different learning style. I know I have a completely different learning style for most people. And it's, um, it's great to have that support within the group as well. It's not just a, you know, having to rely on the, the, the teacher, the coach for the support, uh, you know, you're actually building your own support infrastructure, which is really neat. Um, why would why would someone want to start a business? Like what's in it for us? 
I see people motivated by a variety of different things, but usually it circles around one of a few things. One is freedom. Uh, there's so much freedom in having your own business. There's freedom in where you physically are, both geographically, if you're location independent and you have a service-based or a digital product-based offering, yeah. you really can live anywhere. You can be a digital nomad. Um, you can live in nature, <laughs> which is so beautiful. And you also have freedom to spend your time at a coffee shop or outside versus in an office, where a lot of us do spend a lot of our time in I, I speak generally because I think there probably are a lot of beautiful corporate environments out there, but for the most part, they're not exactly where we would choose to spend 40 hours of our week. <laughs> no. It's kind of so a there's... has to be there, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not a want to be there. Yeah. It feels like an obligation to be physically in the space. And I think that if we've learned anything in the past year, we've learned that remote work works. Uh, and that should be an inspiration to companies to hopefully make the employee experience a little bit better. Yeah. But, you know, there's always that additional added element of freedom. There's also freedom in uh, income and finances. So whenever you're in a role where you're employed by someone else, it doesn't matter how high up you get, unless you start getting into stock options and bonuses and things like that, there is almost always a ceiling yeah. on how much you can earn. And whenever you have your own business, that ceiling completely evaporates yeah. and goes away. Yeah. And you start to realize that abundance is this really powerful thing and that you've been taught scarcity your whole life. Yeah. And actually, you can earn a lot of money just doing something on your own exactly exactly it's I mean um have you found those benefits yourself in in leaving that those those roles where you're working for someone else Yes, I have found the ability to work far less than I used to. Yeah. I am, I can't even describe how much less stressed I am. Yeah. Because whenever you work for yourself, you're the only person within your mind. You're the only person who decides your deadlines and decides what's okay and what's not okay and your pace and how fast you want to go. And you assign as many vacation days or rest days as you need. Yeah. And so just from a mental health standpoint, I really experienced a lot of freedom. Um, and from a physical uh, location experience, like I have really been able to spend a lot of time outdoors working on my rooftop and soon I'll be a digital nomad. Yeah. Uh, starting August, I'm actually going to be traveling around while I work oh, as well. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really good news. I always get so excited hearing about these stories. I, I, I mean, for when I was, I was working, I wasn't in corporate, but I was um, working for government, which is like, soul draining anyway um, yeah. and it, at the time I were you know I'd just been dumped I, I was working for someone else and you know there was you can't exactly ask for breakup leave like there's no such thing it's it's just you know can I have some time off I'm sick and, and you're having to ask my boss is a jerk and but it was a long line of jerks and it was you know you're having to ask for your own sanity to have mental health days and to get time off and then if you want to get more pay then you have to ask or you have to jump through so many hoops just to be able to justify it and you know I constantly felt this energy of asking for good things in my life rather than actually putting the energy that I had in myself and, and being able to have the format where I could just go and do it when I wanted to and and also the whole nine to five thing it just completely baffled me like no one is is that energetically engaged for those um specific hours of every single day and it just 
it just blew my mind. I was thinking, I, I can't, I can't be doing this any longer. And so when I moved into business, I did like yourself. I found that it was, it was so much more freedom. It was stressful, but it was a massively different kind of stress. Like every time I do something new in business, um, and it's scary, and I'm just terrified. I think, would you rather be sitting somewhere else and just, you know, feeling miserable and on minimum wage? No, nope. okay, I can do this thing then. And and um, like yourself, I'm gonna be. Having, having left that security of knowing that there's going to be a, a set amount of money coming in through working on developing these, the structures in a business, now we are moving up to, we're moving from this very cold place in Melbourne um, up to Byron Bay in six months because we can be, you know, uh, remote. We can, I can talk to you and, and we're in different countries, we're in different continents. It's, it's fantastic. So, um, totally support what you're saying with the benefits that you get out of creating your own business I really love that going back to that as well I mean in saying that it's all these amazing things and and businesses but it can be really scary like Mm -hmm. starting up your own business especially when you have no experience you maybe don't know anyone else who's done it in my case we had a failed business in, in our family business in the past um so it can be a really scary thing, you know. What do you say to people when they think, "What if I fail? Like, how do I, how do I even do this?" Yeah, the thing about starting your own business is that it almost like catapults you into personal growth. It really is this transformative experience for yourself personally because yeah. of all these things. Because it makes you face your fears and step into your power yeah. in a way that you may not have before. You mentioned something earlier that really resonated, and it was that system of almost like seeking permission for things over and over again throughout the course of your career. Yeah. And us being taught that, I mean, since grade school, right? I need to yeah. go to the bathroom, like our basic <laughs> need. Yeah. We've been asking for permission our whole lives. Yeah. So whenever we're faced with something where the only person who can give us permission is ourselves, yeah. that can be terrifying because we haven't been raised to do that by our collective global society necessarily, yeah. right? Yeah. And so what I'll say to people around the fear of failure specifically, which is something that you mentioned, is that failure is often a temporary state. Um, failure is maybe getting knocked down, but you always have the choice of getting back up, even if that means starting from the absolute ground and moving up. Uh, and failure is also something that you can navigate in terms of you can figure out what it, it clearly means to you and you can prevent it and put strategies into place to where you never hopefully reach that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you say, like before I started business, I used to think of failure as, as something really terrifying, but now, Every time I think of failure, I think I turn it into the word research because <laughs> I've had so much, so many failures and mistakes over the past seven years that I've been doing this. And it's every single aspect of those has helped me to build what I, what I have now. It's kind of like that old, um, I don't know who said it. Maybe it was Edison. I found, you know, a thousand ways to not make a light bulb, but I, you know, all I needed is one. And it was, um, 
I, I probably completely hashed that, but it's it's kind of the sentiments the same. I I, I found fifty million different ways of not cre- not creating a ses- successful coaching business or you know bracket recovery business. But I know that those things um, and, and trying them out and testing them, cool. Okay, that's that's done. I don't need to test those things anymore. But the the point is just learning from those things, isn't it? And and like you say, like reverse engineering things to make it go better the next time. So yeah, yeah. it's really cool. It's such a test and learn process and every single human being on the planet that you admire I guarantee has failed more times than you could imagine (laughs) it is a requirement of success and I like to say that yes lives in the lands of no and success lives in the land of failure you can't get one without risking the other yeah that's really cool I so wish I had you to speak to before I started I just there's just so much fear that that goes into it when you start I think also touching on a point you had earlier about um you know asking permission it's I think that's especially an issue for women um because mm-hmm. I mean whether we say feminism or not the reality is that men do have a lot more um freedoms like maybe if they're unconscious or subconscious they're kind of taught that yes climb the tree yes use your voice yes um be emotional when you want to you know act out in anger but for women and those things are completely different you know we're, we're hysterical if we if we voice an opinion that's different to everyone else's and we're we're crazy we're, we're whatever I mean that narrative's changing slowly now um but it's it's still kind of inbuilt after generations of being of having that programming would you agree with that completely agree it's men have been rewarded generally speaking for being big and women are generally rewarded for playing small and not taking up too much space uh, and caring for others so to finally do something that you want and to not get permission in order to do it can feel really scary but it's also one of the most empowering things you can do yeah exactly you know that 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 programming can be a, a massive barrier so you know can can anyone do this can it doesn't matter if you have no experience does it matter if you have that programming like those fears in the back of your mind is it something that they can work on to get rid of absolutely I truly believe that anyone can start a business whenever you think about a lot of your fears and self-limiting beliefs you were not born with those right they were sort of taught to you And you learned them over time because of various experiences that happen over the course of a lifetime. A lot of time those experiences happen in our earliest formative years where they really imprint in our minds and in our identities. So they can really be there. But the thing is, if they weren't there to begin with, you have a way to rise into your conscious mind and go into the subconscious and rewrite that programming. Oh, excellent. Sometimes it's the simplest stuff. There's seven tools that I use with people to really help them navigate fears and self-limiting beliefs and the first is the simplest of all it's simply naming it yes saying it out loud and like capturing whatever this buzzing uncomfortable feeling is in your body right yeah point the bugger out yeah just name it and and you know start I mean yeah first thing is is figuring out what it is because then you can actually start putting the energy to, to dealing with it and it's it's always a good thing about fears and 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 that kind of uh that negative self-talk um Another issue I, I find, I, I suppose this is something I've experienced personally, is um, I came from a, probably like a lower socioeconomic background in uh, New Zealand. Um, I'm also indigenous to New Zealand, so I come from a, a 
a non-white uh, ethnic background. Um, my dad gave me the white, by the way. Um, and it's coming from that, that and also being a female um, and that kind of combination of things, business was never, ever a pathway that was um, shown to me, let alone offered. It was like, that's that's for, for rich people, that's for... Um, white people that's for um that's for men that's for people who are confident who can stand out there it's about getting money 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 um and so you know we had a business during um i suppose my teens a family business and that was really hard because it was it was kind of this um it was a cafe and catering business and it would have been really successful except we didn't want to charge anyone money for it it was it just felt like this neck this People would come in and then tell us, tell my mum, you know, I'm just getting some uh, a morning tea ready. Oh, why is that? Oh, because my wife's got cancer and the kids are coming over. And so mum would clear out the fridges and go, here, take it, take it all, here, have some milk. You know, and it was, um, wouldn't change it, by the way, if we went back and did it. But it's like, you know, that that feeling of money um, and being okay to, to seek and, and actually what money means. Um, I mean, now I, I view money as oxygen for for my business to ha- get the help out there. But what do you mm-hmm. say to people when they have that kind of money is evil kind of mindset? I think this is particularly a, um, a, a female thing maybe um, that I've encountered with some of my clients. And I'll let you answer the question instead of keep talking. Go. <laughs> Go for it. I absolutely see that all the time. I personally have felt it before in the past, but what I like to invite people to do is to think about what money buys them access to, because it's just a tool, right? It's not like an end thing. If you just let it sit, if you burn it, you know, nothing bad happens. It it is like more an idea than anything because you don't even have to have a physical dollar. It can just sit as a number in your bank account, right? So I ask people, what does it mean to you? And often it means something along the line of freedom. And so whenever we have these self-limiting thoughts around money, I ask them to switch out the word money with with freedom or whatever it means for them. So I feel so uncomfortable asking people for freedom. I don't want to ask for freedom for myself. I don't deserve freedom. (laughs) Freedom is bad. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. And you suddenly realize that you're denying yourself access to what you truly want, which is that freedom to live in your authenticity and to live the life that you'd like and to help other people. Money is a tool to have impact on others. It is not this completely selfish thing. And what I like to tell people whenever they think, you know, oh, well, I'm a caregiver. I like to make impact. I don't care about money. I just want to help people. I say, okay, well, imagine that your energy level or sort of how um, you're showing up in the world is a glass and in it you have water. And that's how much energy and how much love and impact you have to give to other people. And at the bottom, there are all of these spigots and they're turned on and it's just constantly water pouring out to other people because Mm -hmm. you don't have them tightened up. There's no boundaries in place, but you're not taking taking the time to fill up the top of that glass. Yes. So the water level is just constantly decreasing without ever, ever going back up again. You're depleting yourself. Yeah. However, yeah. you can achieve the exact same effect where you're helping other people by filling up your cup, tightening up your spigots until your cup is full and then your cup being so full that it overflows out to others. Oh, and that's really... That. The healthiest way to go yeah I, that's a really good way of picturing it or the um the whole idea that we have to fix our own oxygen mask before we help others on the plane it's just 
people really underestimate the value of, of nourishing themselves and, and accepting things for themselves because traditionally we haven't been allowed to. It's always been, no, don't do that. You care for others first and, and not yourself. So, um, yeah, I, I remember seeing a, a graphic yesterday actually on um, uh, on Facebook and it had a person in a, like you wouldn't let your you wouldn't let your phone battery get right down to the end so why would you do it for yourself because you just you can't function and you can't get that that goodness and that love and that help that you've got to give out to people so yeah. about accepting it yeah that's really cool having that negative talker or that negative connotation with money also means even when you start your business as I did I, I always you're putting up barriers to actually getting money in so you've invested all of this time and energy and and nerves into going into this um and even finances getting into a new business and then suddenly you don't want to actually go out there and ask for for the money to come back in you don't want to sell things you don't you kind of have this for me it was a subconscious kind of subconscious unconscious i've got to figure out which one it is but i didn't realize i was doing it i was putting up all these barriers to actually getting sales in, which can, seems completely you know ridiculous when you're starting a business but it's a really i suppose what i'm getting at is it's really important to to actually identify that issue anyone has with money and and fix it early on is, is probably what i'm trying to say there um speaking of which there are so many mistakes that people make coming into a new business um i could probably write a whole book on it actually um <laughs> not about how to fix it but the mistakes i'm pretty okay with. <laughs> so um what would you say are the the common mistakes that you see and you know someone's thought okay right let's do it i've got to the point where i want to start a business i want to start yeah i want to accept things for myself um give myself permission to try and attain that freedom and and independence and happiness and remoteness and all that sort of stuff but what are the mistakes that you see women making in creating their own business the most common by far is not starting it's Ooh. just not even giving yourself the chance because you get caught in this cycle of perfectionism and fear and the yeah. what ifs there's zero shot that you will succeed if you don't at least try. Yeah. Uh, so that is absolutely, or people wait way too long. You know, they wait years when they could have probably launched in a matter of months. And <laughs> whenever you do that, you're kind of, you're passing up on money and opportunity for growth, right? Like yeah. every month that you don't launch, whenever you have a service in mind is a month where you have a, a an opportunity cost that there could have been income generated there, yeah. you know? So that's something to think about in terms of like, just do it, do it scared, do it imperfectly. You want to do it strategically, but you also want to just get started. That's number one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the second biggest mistake would be trying to do it all. People will come to me and think like, okay, so I need to have 5,000 Instagram followers, a perfect, beautiful brand. I need oh. to have 13 different channels going. I need to be on Clubhouse and TikTok and every new shiny thing that pops up. It just and makes me start to hyperventilate even thinking know. about that. It's like you are one human and you might bring on <laughs> consultants, uh, you know, later on or even in the beginning if you yes. choose. But all of that is scattered energy and scattered focus. Yeah. yeah. If you can just really focus on what moves the needle and be okay with keeping it simple at first, you're going to get a lot further along. I've seen yeah. plenty of people who do not have the brand, who don't have the followers, who don't have the audience, who are still having 10K plus months, right? Mm -hmm. 
they're still having a really great business time because they have a strategy that is direct and focused versus just feeling like you have to show up in this space in so many different ways. That's right. And then another I would say is um, underpricing and giving away too much for free. There's definitely uh, this great tactic of just providing value up front so people trust you. Um, But I sometimes see people doing the, well, I'm new pricing and it's not at all what their time and the value of their offering truly is. Um, So I I try to help people think about how they're going to price based on their own financial needs, fill up their cup first Uh and, and less about what they think people will pay because there will always be some who will pay what you need for that energetic exchange that will keep you motivated and keep you going and whenever people you know throw out the whole well selling is icky like I don't want to you know I feel weird uncomfortable asking people for something I say there isn't it's not selling it's an invitation to value yes yes yep that's a really key difference with that one yeah it's um that I mean I even teach it because I mentored my mum in creating her own business and she really had this ickiness around um selling it was well as we've seen from the previous example with the our shop but it's like um changing it to that invitation it's actually no you're, you're you are you have enough value what you're giving is is something that's worth what you're asking for so mm-hmm. yeah it's i love that yeah one other thing i wanted to um talk about that i i constantly see um in terms of mistakes is niching or not niching enough Mm. um we we, (laughs) nine times out of ten when i ask someone you know what's your who do you help with your business they say oh everyone and it's just that again gives me heart palpitations it's just not possible what do you say to people about niching i i can kind of see i'm i'm a moderate I am in the middle. I see people who put a lot of emphasis on staying broad and casting a super wide net, so much so that their target audience, or well, they don't have a target audience, but their audience can't even identify with the offerings that they have or the value they're providing because they can't see themselves in it because it's so broad, which we don't want to do because then no one's going to raise their hand and say, this is for me. But then I also see on the other end of the level of the spectrum, this almost like militant, you must niche down and it must be very specific kind of thing going on which is perfectly fine and great if you're further along in your business but whenever you're just starting out this is your time to play this is your time to test and learn and you have the freedom to pivot whenever you want especially with service-based offerings because there's not a lot of energy you're putting into like creating a product or developing something right so test and learn and play and remember that it's a two-way relationship between you and your clients and customers you should be enjoying it just as much as they are and if you aren't enjoying what you've decided to originally go out with, you get to pivot too. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, another point on that is that you had, one thing I found really cool about uh, in choosing your niche is actually you get to decide who you want to work with mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, engineer your communication so that you don't work with dickheads. You, you actually get <laughs> to work with people who are genuinely cool, um, fun people. So you actually, you know, you haven't just left... Uh, an environment of rigid time and and you know working for someone else and then suddenly you've put yourself into another situation where you're not enjoying the people that you're working with you get to actually choose your your market and I like to say you know think of you're, you're stuck on a submarine 
with um with a bunch of people and you you know you're not you're not in danger or anything but you, maybe you're stuck there for three months like what kind of people do you want to be hanging out with because sometimes your business is like a freaking submarine under the water and you've got no civilization for three months because you have invested all this energy and money and and time into creating this product for them and maybe you're coaching with them for ages and and you need to be able to be happy and, and turn up and give your all each time that you're there would you agree with that I love that. It's so true. You yeah. truly do get to decide, which is another element of the freedom that comes along with this. That's not something that you get whenever you're employed by someone else. Yeah. It's like, I know everyone out there has a person they're thinking of them right now who they don't want to see another day in their life, but they have to see every <laughs> single day at work or engage with every single yeah. day. Exactly. You do not have to do that as a small business owner. And it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I love that if someone's giving you shit, you can respectfully say, I don't have to work with you anymore <laughs> and just leave but it's great speaking about breakups specifically um i mean this uh, business and breakups is a is a really dear to my heart because that's how i started my business but it's a it's a really interesting time as much as it is about grief and and you know uh, feeling a lot of emotional pain um it can also be a really interesting times in, in terms of our transition and, and growth and, and personal development. Um, also because it's it's kind of an isolating time too. You're like in this in-between world where you're not quite functioning properly in the in the nine to five sort of day world, but also you're, you're kind of in this grief bubble. Um, and I am getting to my point. It's more like, you know, is this a, a good time to start a business what what are your thoughts around that that it's you're kind of alone you're kind of in this weird transition time but you know thinking about where you want to go would this be a net time to start a business I would say yes and with a few distinctions anytime there's a breakdown there is an opportunity for a build-up right yeah yep. and so a breakdown is probably associated with this and a lot of people go into like a cocoon of grief and healing and transformation I would say whenever you're in the cocoon allow yourself to stay there mm -hmm. and don't sort of like do that thing where we try to bury escape our emotions and bury ourselves in the work of something yeah. outside yeah. of it but whenever you're free and ready to like step outside the cocoon and become the butterfly you know this is an excellent way to sort of form yourself into whatever it is that you want to be on the other side of that yeah, it's a really yeah, transformational experience and it's something that you nurture and create and you spend a lot of energy and time with, but you do it with reward, right? Yeah. It's a symbiotic sort of relationship. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So I can't think of a better time than coming out of the cocoon, the cocoon after a, a breakdown or a breakup. Yeah. I, I also find that um with... With breakups, you, you need to have a vision and a, a goal to actually pull yourself out of bed and, and say there's something worth getting up for every morning and to, to keep you going because it can really just attack our confidence and, and need for purpose. So it's it's one of these things that can actually help you through your breakup, believe it or not. And it's it's scary, yes, and it's all those things, but it's, it's something we can focus on. It's something we can teach ourselves that we have something of value and something to give back to the world which again can be just hammered through a breakup we, we lose our sense of purpose and self and confidence and value and all these different things um so i know personally for for my i mean I, the business didn't start out as breakup 
um, recovery. It started out as something to do with art because I've been an artist for most of my life, but it's it allowed me to focus on something, to, to build it slowly, slowly, slowly. I mean, the good thing about creating a service-based business or sometimes product-based, but more, more service-based with digital products, that kind of thing, is that you can just do it bit by bit while, while you're at work, while you've still got a nine to five, you don't have to jump into it straight away. You can just do, you know, to start thinking about things, start putting it together, start formulating your idea and, and building it up slowly. So it's a nice, um, what's the word, uh, safe thing to do, if that makes sense. Um, you can just go as much or as little as you want to. Um, and that can that can help you in so many ways. That certainly did for me. Um, so with that, what are some of those steps that people can do right now? They're starting to think, you know, I've, I've gone through this tough time in my life, but I'm, I'm ready to start thinking about that change and, and building something for myself and building that financial independence um, and, and something of showing my own value to the world. What are three things they can go away from this episode and start to do for themselves? The first would be to just create space for this, uh, to intentionally create a container, whether it's just putting it on your calendar for three hours, one hour, an entire day, every week, every couple of weeks, so that you are making room for this idea to blossom. You're planting the seed. Yeah. And you have to water it, right? If you just yeah. plant the seed and then leave it alone, it never comes to fruition. Yeah. So having consistent watering points and intentional containers is just the best way. And in the very beginning, you might just be seeking clarity or doing some research or yeah. exploring what it might mean to do this for you, but at least you're giving it space. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I like that. That's um, like having a a mental space in it um, where you would you're normally have a physical space for work or something like that. You're actually putting together something that that's, you're allowed to work on that thing during the time. I love that, cool. What else can they do? The second thing they can do is to dream big. And this seems like a little fluffy, but it really actually is very important because so many times I'll talk to people and I'll ask them this one key question. If you could do anything in the world and you would be guaranteed success at it, you would be great at it, everyone would love you for it and you would make a ton of money from it, what would it be? And the answer that people give is often completely different than like the business idea they're thinking of or what they're (laughs) currently doing, which to me is just hilarious. It's almost like we keep our dreams as like the secret in this like shame pocket, you know, back behind us. So (laughs) I would ask yourself this question and then really truly allow yourself to respond. Do not do the thing that we so often do, which is, well, I want to be an opera singer, but, and then immediately followed by all the reasons why you can't do it, all the blockers, all the self-limiting beliefs and fears. Go down this path only with yes and. I want to be an opera singer and I think I'm really good at it and I could do uh, a show in this theater and my first step is and it would be great to you know just dream down that path and allow yourself to sit with it versus blocking it and then make sure that the business that you're thinking about is in in the world of that it doesn't have to be completely you know that thing because it might be further down the path but align yourself with that vision because that's what you truly want in your life Yeah. yeah exactly um and, and, you know, even doing something like, the, have you heard of the artist way? I have. Yeah. Okay. So the, and there's an activity in there called morning pages. And I find that really helpful to, 
get rid of that negative talk, which could be a, a good add-on to before you start to dream those things. Um, get rid of the the negative talk by by writing just three pages of of is it just called free writing? You don't really it doesn't have to make sense, you know, to put punctuation. You can I think one time I was particularly frustrated. I just put the F word like for three pages, and that was it's just about getting that energy out before you start. So that's really cool. All right, and so what's one last thing that they can do? The third thing you can do is to invite support on this journey in. So that can look like a mentor, an advisor, a friend or family member who's done it before, yeah. a Facebook group full of other people, a coach, a group coaching program, anything where you're just surrounded by other people who have the experience. It's really great for accountability. Yeah. Not feeling alone, which a lot of entrepreneurs can feel alone if they don't have anyone in their direct circle who is doing yeah. this. And also just for answering questions around uh, that bubble outside. It's like, I don't know what I don't know. It fixes that for you. So it's not as heavy thinking there's all these things that you don't know. And someone comes yeah. in and says, well, actually, you know, nobody knows anything whenever they first start out. And nah. there's not yep. too much you need to figure out to get started. It's really yep. not that overwhelming. That is incredibly critical to getting started. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, most of the time when I was starting my business and, and talking to friends at work um, who were in the sort of, you know, more rigid corporate kind of world, um, talking to them about starting my own business, maybe corporate's not the right word, government, complete opposite, right, of, of doing your own thing. Um, and so speaking to them about what I was trying to do, and, and especially it's just like fledgling and I'm learning, they just look at me like I was an alien. I could just <laughs> using a completely different language because the, the, the brain of someone who loves and to work at a nine to five and, and doing things that way it's completely valid and cool but it just wasn't for me um, but th their way of thinking compared to someone who is creating and and growing something that doesn't exist and is thinking about moving away from all of those restrictions it's just completely different and it's a completely different language so you really need that support around you to to bounce ideas off and to see what's possible because the other thing is while we can you know the idea of, of dreaming big can be really hard when we can't even conceive of how to actually get there so you can actually mm -hmm. see other examples of people who have who have done it and made it and maybe are a few steps ahead of you that can you know show you the way so it's really cool the other thing also is um one of the common questions or common problems is I don't know how to do something or I don't know how to do social media do a product do digital start a website whatever um what my business mentor always said I don't stick yet at the on the back of it to say I don't know how to do social media yet and so what that does is that your brain is you know it, it, if you say I don't know how to do that brain's like cool okay we'll stop looking for that whereas if you say yet at the end of it it sort of searches for the the solution in the background so that when you are at one of those you know um in a facebook group or or catching up in a in a business meetup group um while you're talking to people you, you're the back of your mind is kind of identifying opportunities to help you solve that problem so it's um Yes, completely, 100% um, support the idea of, of getting that support network around you. Really, it's so valuable to have that. Now, Jerry, you have a, you mentioned it before about your business Firestarter 
framework program. Um, I, I, I loved hearing about it and I wondered if you could share a little bit more about that for our listeners. I would love to. So this is a framework that I built using my decade of experience, launching startups, growing businesses, building brands, and then also then transitioning into the small business space and realizing that some of those best practices that are used on the macro scale don't necessarily apply or translate into the micro scale. Uh, And then working with a lot of different clients on my own. And this is what I guide my one-on-one coaching clients through if they're launching a business. And it's what I've developed into a group coaching program and soon to come a course. Uh, oh, so really, yeah, which is exciting. I, in starting my business, it really was all about, I'm going to start, you know, with one-on-one and then I want to make coaching and access to launching your own business more and more accessible. And so, you know, it's almost like there's the, the higher investment of the one-on-one coaching, the moderate investment of the group coaching program, and then a lesser investment, which is even more accessible for the course. So it really is, everyone can access this, which yeah. makes me so happy because I truly believe that anyone can do this and everyone should have access to yes. finding out how to monetize their own value and to create abundance in their life independently. Absolutely. So the And the business fire starter framework really starts with building a foundation. So we try to start new things sometimes uh, before we actually take care of what's right in front of us. And I say that if you're going to dive into doing something new and you haven't yet uh, taken care of clearing out space, setting boundaries, doing some mindset work, it's kind of like creating a design plan to redecorate your home while it's just burning to the ground and it's on fire. So we really do lay the foundation first and then we dive into gaining clarity on your vision, building out a brand exercise for yourself, building out a business plan, which includes your offering structure, your offering funnels, your pricing, your resource assessment, and your one big goal in alignment with your financial goals. We work through roadmaps, how to actually execute on things, commitment, time management, all of these things that are so critical to getting a business off the ground. And we do it all in 10 to 12 weeks. Wow. Wow. That's just like three months. That's amazing. I mean, I can honestly say it, it helps so much more. Like we can, we can do all these things on our own. We can search for, you know, how to do things on our own. We can do all of that, but it's, it makes things so much easier when you have someone who's an expert like yourself, um, that you've got a ton of experience in this and, and actually just have someone say, just, just don't do it that way. Do it this way. This is the, the simpler way to do it. And, and actually it covers all the things that we were talking about earlier. I think that's really awesome. And, um, and I'm looking forward to when the course comes out too. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, there's a current one in motion and there is another one launching in the summer and then I'll have about four of them a year okay. uh, in terms of the group coaching program and then the course will be coming soon. Oh, fantastic. Um, we will definitely be putting some information about that down below um, for our audience. Um, now, speaking of which, um, I hear that you have a giveaway for our audience here or a promotion. Yes, some of the biggest questions that I get from people who are thinking about starting a business or who are in the process of it are, how do I structure my offerings? How do I take the value that I have and put it into a service-based or a digital product-based structure? And also, how do I handle my visual brand? How do I get my logo and my photos and my website and all of these things ready? So I've designed a a free business bundle for anyone who is interested where they will receive 11 ways to structure your service 
and offerings, and then also five ways to save money big time on visual branding. Oh, fantastic. I've wasted so much money on that. (laughs) (laughs) It is so good to, believe me, it can cost so thousands to do this stuff. Yes. Thank you so much. That's, that's an amazing offer. And it's, um, and it's, it's uh, hands down. These are, these are so valuable when starting your business, uh, figuring out the right mode of, of, uh, how to manifest that business and and create things and actually show it visually i think that's fantastic thank you so much i will put all of the details down below for anyone to access that um yeah i would love to stay connected with anyone any listeners uh who might be interested in launching a business of their own and you can find me on instagram at jerry page g-e-r-i-p-a-i-g-e and my website jerrypage.com oh i love it love it i'll put those details down below as well um that's I mean this is such a good opportunity you've got got the chance here to talk to a real expert in in this whole area so if you are thinking about even the idea of doing something like a business um definitely check her out she is absolutely amazing and I can't wait to hear more from you and um and we're looking forward to definitely having you back on the show as well um thank you so much Jerry and thank you for your time and listening to all our crazy shenanigans here um and yeah have you got anything else you'd like to say to everyone no, just dream big. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Thank oh, you. Awesome. So fun having you. Thank you so much, Jerry. We'll see you soon. Bye. So there you have it, folks. One more piece to the puzzle and one massive step towards understanding your breakup journey and hacking the hell out of it. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, if you want to hear, see, and do more, To gain clarity and confidence, check out the new Hero app available for free download today. Take care and we'll see you on the next episode.